Good morning. Today's daf in Nazir is Lamedala, but we are going to begin on Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis. We're going to be starting at the Mishnah. Uh, Mishnah continues its discussion about Suffolk Nazirus. Okay, uh, the the parak, the fifth parak, which is a really short parak. In fact, we're finishing it in, in today's daf. So uh, it is uh, dedicated to Taos making a mistake. And uh, what do we say about uh, Hektish Betaos and Nedja Betaos and Nazir Betaos? In other words, all three of those are connected, they're interconnected. And so uh, the Mishnayos over here in this short fifth parak uh, go through what are going to be the ramifications. We do know, it's between Beisil and Beishamai, in terms of what is going to be the status of Hektish Betaos. So Beishamai says Hektish Betaos is considered Hektish. And Basil takes the opposite position. Hektish Betos is not considered Hektish. And go back to the beginning of the fifth paragraph where the Mishnahists give examples of what is exactly uh, illustrate these uh, these circumstances of Hektish Betos. Anyway, so that is the beginning of the paragraph. And the end of the paragraph, which we're doing right now, is just going to give us scenarios. By the way, the, the mission we're about to learn right now, we already heard this mission before, but new. We get to hear it again, and it, and it fits in uh, contextually, thematically with uh, with this fifth parak. So, without further ado, we're starting with the mission. We're on Lamed Beis Amud Beis, and we're starting with the Mishnah. So, the case should should sound familiar because we did the case earlier, but now we're learning actually the Mishnah itself. So, new, we're a group of six people, and here is a, per, a person walking in our direction, and we're talking about him. I think I commented when I when we read this Mishnah earlier. When we cited the Mishnah earlier, that, in other words, generally speaking, all right, we shouldn't be talking about other people, meaning that's a, a general, uh, a, a general position. In other words, talking about other people usually will lead to Lashon Hara. But anyway, but over here, again, the Mishnah over here is not dealing with the Ashkaf. The Mishnah is just dealing with making a, 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 a commitment of Nazirus, but out tonight, but on a condition. And right now, a person's walking in our direction. Amr Echad Mehem, Irene Nazir Shazeploni. I know who that person is. In other words, we're talking about the, uh, the, uh, it's, I was going to say it's a quorum of, of men. It's not a quorum. It's six people. But the first of six people say, you know, that person coming in our direction, I know who that is. That's Ruvain. And I'm going to be a Nazir, assuming I'm right. Meaning right now we don't have full clarity of who the person is as he's walking in our direction. But I'm telling you it's Ruvain and I'm going to be a Nazir if I'm right, if he's, if he's Ruvain. And Echad Amarini Nazir, Shane Zeploni, and the second person says, what are you talking about? It's not Ruvain. I'm sure it's not Ruvain. In fact, I'm going to be a Nazir if, in fact, it turns out not to be Ruvain. That was number two. Number three, Amarini Nazir, Echad Mechem Nazir. And the third person says, I'm going to become a Nazir if one of you is a Nazir. In other words, he's talking about one of the first two people. Now, one of the first two people is going to be a Nazir, meaning one of them is right and one of them is wrong. It's easy. It's binary. Either that is or that isn't Ruvain. So one is right or two is right. Or, right? In other words, those are your two options. And the third person says, I'm going to be an Azir if one of the first two people is an Azir. Good. And, and, and number four says, Ain Echad Mikem. And number four says, I'm going to be an Azir if one of you is not going to be an Azir, which again, that's going to be an automatic, meaning, seemingly. So, because again, one of the first two, uh, one of the first two people is right, which of course means one of the first two people is wrong. And number four said, I'm going to attach my Nazirs to, uh, to the fact that one of the first two people is wrong. That was number four. Uh, number five, Shneichem Nazirim, and, and, and number six is Kulam Nazir, Kulchem Nazirim. So number five says Shneichem Nazirim, meaning I'm going to be a Nazir, but only if the first two people are Nazirim. Now obviously that's, that can't be, meaning the first two people can't be Nazirim. One of them is right and one of them is wrong. Okay, but in other words, that's what number five said. And number six says I'm going to be a Nazir, Shekulchem Nazirim, that all of you are going to be a Nazir. Now all of them are going to be a Nazir again. Of one and two, Seemingly, one is and one isn't. 
Okay, so what's the status of all six of these people? So, Beishamah, Omrim, Kulan, Nazirim. So according to Beishamah, they're all going to be a Nazir. What does that mean? How can all of them be a Nazir? Right? We know for sure that of, of one and two, we don't even have to go past one and two. Of one and two, one of them is right, one of them is wrong. How can they both be Nazirim? So again, this is a great wrap-up of the parak of the fifth parak. Beishamah is of the position that Hektish Betos is considered Hektish. Nazir Betos is considered Nazir. Ah, you were wrong? Okay, congratulations, you were wrong. You're still a Nazir. You made a commitment to become a Nazir or a Nazir. Ah, you attached it to a fact that happens not to be correct? Okay, exactly. That's been that sheet of Beishamah, that, 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 that Hektish Betos is considered Hektish. And Basil says, no, the only one who's going to be a Nazir is the one who is right. Now, I translate the Mishnah, but I'm, I hope you noticed that I didn't translate the Mishnah precisely. In other words, in fact, the wording of the Mishnah is really off. The wording of the Mishnah is, You know who's going to be a Nazir? The one who's wrong. Right? As you're reading the Mishnah, so hopefully you're wondering to yourself, that can't be. Meaning, according to Basil, who's going to be a Nazir? The one that was right. Not the one that was wrong. Okay, so hold that thought, meaning I didn't, I, I didn't faithfully translate the Mishnah, but I, I got the basic gist of the Mishnah. And as you can imagine, we're going to get to the Gemara in just a moment, where the Gemara is going to raise an eyebrow, meaning did, 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 is, did, did what I just read, is that right? It can't be. Okay, so the Gemara, is going to, the Gemara is going to wonder, the wording of the Mishnah seems to be off, but we'll come back to that. And Rabbi Tarfon Omer ain't echad mayhem. And then she says Rabbi Tarfon. And Rabbi Tarfon says, you know, of the six, you know who's going to be a Nazir? Zero. Nobody. No, not one of them is going to be a Nazir. Not even the ones who are right are going to be a Nazir. Now, this is Shita's Rabbi Tarfon, which we get to hear numerous times. And the Shita Rabbi Tarfon is basically the following. And that is, is that when you make a, when you, when you commit yourself to be a Nazir, it has to be unconditional. It's really that simple. If you make a condition, and even if you're right, that doesn't result in a zeros. Okay, we're going to hear Shittas Rabbi Tarfan throughout Shas. We're hearing it right now in today's daf. We're going to be hearing it here. We're, we're, we're going to hear it again in... Uh, we're going to hear it again in Sanhedrin. Whatever. It comes up numerous times throughout Shas. And so this idea behind Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Tarfan is that it, it has to be unconditional. You're going to be a Nazir. No condition. I, the condition, you were right about the condition. Nope. It doesn't work. Okay. So the, um, and, and here, Tirla Achara. Now, let's do the following. So as we're wrapping up this Mishnah, we're on Lamed Beis and Beis. We started with the Mishnah. So uh, let's do the following. Let's say that the person, um, uh, the, the person uh, coming in our direction. Again, it's uh, six people. And again, we don't even have to focus on all six people. We'll just focus on one and two. Right, number one said that's Ruving, number two said it ain't Ruving. And each one of them attached their Naziris to the fact that they're right. Okay. And and then again, there's a third and fourth and fifth and sixth person. But again, for our purposes right now, we could just focus on one and two and the point is going to be made. So now, which of them is going to be a Nazir? So according to Beishamai, both of them. According to Beishilo, the one that's right. According to Rabbi Tarfon, none of them. Good. Then the Mishnah says, what if the following? What if he never comes here? In other words, he's walking in our direction he sees we're talking about him. He doesn't about face. He runs away. Okay. And now, who's right? We don't know. We simply don't know. As he ran away. That's here. Tia laachorav. Question. Now, now yeah. Just give me a moment. Just give me a moment. Let's first. Let's first uh, go over the go over the shitas. So ain't no nazir. So according to the Tanakhama, which we're going to identify in just a moment. So ain't no nazir. Not, none of them is a nazir. Meaning that they attach it to a condition. Nobody knows who's right. So therefore, nobody's going to be a nazir. 
And Rabbi Shimon Omer, so Yomer, so Rabbi Shimon says the following. Now, as we already exposed ourselves to Shittas Rabbi Shimon earlier in the Masechta, and here now, here's the Mishnah, meaning this is the Mishnah that is really the, the cornerstone. It's the basis for this Shita Rabbi Shimon, which is that according to Rabbi Shimon, if I at least even open myself to the possibility that I'm a Nazir, that's it. I'm going to be a Nazir. Now, here it gets tricky, meaning I may be a Nazir. Okay, I may not be a Nazir. It's a suffix. And Rabbi Shimon says, good. So the person who takes on Suffolk Nazirs is going to be a Nazir. Now that's, that's tricky. Why? Because, right, because the, the observance of the Nazirs, that part's easy. In other words, okay, well, what are we going to do a month without all the restrictions of Nazirs? That part's easy. I'll tell you where it gets tricky. It gets tricky where you bring the Karbanos. Now wait one second. You're bringing Karbanos into the base of Mikdash and Ola Shlomim Achatas into the base of Mikdash. Now Ola and Shlomim can come voluntarily, but Achatas can only come if it's required. And you don't know for sure if you're a Nazir. And yes, you're taking on Suffolk Naziros. That's great for the, for the, for the, for the Isurim. But for the Karba now, what are you going to do? Uh, the mission, the, the mission now is carrying over the one. So the mission now is explaining to us what are you going to do in terms of the Karbanos. So the Mishnah says, here's what you're going to say, Vayomar. Meaning this statement over here is to, is to solve for the carbon problem. And you're going to make the following declaration. Look, I may, I may, I may be a Nazir from a, from an obligatory standpoint. Meaning, I, I attach my Naziris to the fact that he's Reuven or he's not Reuven. Whichever, whichever position I took, it doesn't matter. And then he ran away. I may be obligated to be a Nazir. I may not be obligated. So if I'm obligated, so already I'm on the hook to be a Nazir and fine. And what if on the chance I'm not a Nazir? Because again, I could, I could have been wrong. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to add on now voluntary Naziris. So on the chance that I'm not right, that I'm not a Nazir Michova as an obligation of my original commitment. So what I'll do now is I'll make an, another commitment, a backup commitment, just in case I wasn't a Nazir to begin with. Why does she have to make it a conditional? Why couldn't just declare that I'm a Nazir? End of story. No, but I understand, I understand that. But, but another, like you're making it conditional if... My, you know, right, right, but he did it. In other words, the Mishnah is just addressing what, what, how, do, how, how do we solve for when he did it? Meaning he shouldn't have done it, but he did it. And now he's conditionally a Nazir, so what do we say about conditional Nazir? But couldn't he just declare that I'm a Nazir, end of story, like without, without going through the whole... But he may owe a Nazir for that commitment. According to Rabbi oh, Shimon, so he, he actually own. owes Nazir for that commitment. In other words, so he's already on the hook. Rabbi Shimon's not going like Bishamai because Bishamai the second tonight would make him a Nazir a second time around. Yeah, according, according to Bishamai, he's a Nazir. Period. Period. No, but with his tonight, he's another uh, Nazir again. Ah, uh, yes, correct, 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 yeah. correct. In other words, right. So for Bishamai, right? For Shita's Bishamai, you're already a Nazir because even if you were wrong, you're a Nazir. Yeah, so now right. You're and now you're going to be a right. So in other words, for for Bishamai, seemingly, in other words, I think our analysis is correct. According to Bishamai, there's no carbon problem because you're a Nazir. Period. And that, because even if you're wrong, you're a Nazir. Good. And so you don't have to go through this. Meaning, Rabbi Shimon introduces us to this idea that if you're a Suffolk Nazir, that results in you being a Nazir. But with a, cob- a carbon problem, and here's the solution. Complicated as it, as, as it, as it is. Rabbi Shimon is two Nazirs. He has two, because one, he may be a Chorba, and then a Nudova, so... 
could be. It could be. In other words, exactly right. Right. The, the the question now of oh, how does this actually play out in terms of his in terms of his minion? Okay, it could be. It could very well be. Okay. Um, good. So so the Mishnah now just introduced us to what happens where we make tanayim regarding the zeros, and what happens if we make a tanai, we discover somebody's right, somebody's wrong, and what if there's no discovery because the information is now just simply out of our grasp. So the Mishnah dealt with all those scenarios. Now, as we went through the Mishnah, we went through every shita. Basil says, which one of them is a Nazir? So, Mishalon is Kaimudvarav. And the Gemara now just goes back to the line of the Mishnah. I foreshadowed this Gemara. And the Mishnah basically, and the Gemara basically says, Mishalon is Kaimudvarav, I might have a Nazir. What do you mean? The one that's wrong is a Nazir? No. The one that was right is a Nazir, according to Basil. So, I'm Rav Yehuda. So, Ema, Mishalon is Kaimudvarav. So, uh, according to um, according to be, uh, according to Rav Yehuda, edit the Mishnah. Okay, you're right. Meaning, so right, something something happened in the Mishnah. The Mishnah got a little bit crossed in its wording, and it just requires a little bit of editing. Okay, and over here, by the way, right, the the larger question, which I continuously ask throughout Shas, is that when the Gemara is looking to edit a Mishnah, meaning actually edit the Mishnah or just reinterpret the Mishnah this way, over here, I, I, it's kind of hard to say that anything other than actually edit the Mishnah. Meaning what we're doing is we're changing the, the Mishnah from Mishalon is Kaimudvarav to Mishan is Kaimudvarav, which obviously makes a lot more sense. But in other words, over here, it seems like we're talking about an actual edit of the Mishnah. Good, that's Rav Yehuda's uh, proposal. Abai Amar, Abai says, no, don't edit the Mishnah. And again, you've heard me say this before, meaning that throughout Chas, we have Amaraim who would much prefer to twist into a pretzel in terms of saying a pshat, rather than edit a single word of the Mishnah. And so, again, in, in, that, in that thesis that I'm not going to write, but the, uh, in other words, are there Amarayim who basically line up on, on either side of either touch or do not touch the wording of the Mishnah? But anyway, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it will come clear to me. But either way, Amar, Rabbi Kigondamar. So Abai says, no. What we'll do is, is that we'll leave the Mishnah as it is. Mishalon is Kaimudvarav. We're not going to change the gears of the Mishnah. And Kigondamar inami la plonihu, I have a nazir. And what we're going to do is that we're simply going to add a statement. Meaning that when he said, I'm going to be a nazir, he first said, I'm going to be a nazir if it's Ruvain. And, and, and then he follows up, and this part is not in the Mishnah. We're going to have to add this to the Mishnah. He follows up with another statement to know, by the way, even if I'm wrong, I'm going to be a nazir. Okay. So the, uh, the Gemara says, Umay, lon is kaim udvarav, lon is kaim udvarav, have you shown him? So, el udvarav achronim. And so when, and when the Mishnah says, and who's going to be a Nazir, he's going to be a Nazir when he's not right, meaning he's not, he wasn't right about his first statement, but he was right about his second statement. Okay. And, and granted, by the way, in other words, we now, in order to preserve the wording of the Mishnah, we're going to have to add an entire, an, an entire subtext to the Mishnah, but Abai says basically, yeah, I, I prefer to do that. And not touch the gears of the Mishnah. Okay. Okay. I, I hear. I hear. Okay. That 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 you have to work out. So here, uh, Okay. Now, uh, the next part of the Mishnah is where each uh, there, there are Tanaim all over the place, and we we cannot discover who's right and who's wrong because the subject and who we were talking about ran away. Here, So Taima, dear Tiolacharav, how Asila Kaman Avinazir. So money. So now we're just going to make a simple deek in the Mishnah. 
He ran away. So now what is going to be the fallout of him running away? Good. That's what the Mishnah discusses. The implicit discussion in the Mishnah, the implicit point of the Mishnah, if he doesn't run away and he comes in our direction, so somebody's going to be a Nazir. In other words, the, the person who's right is going to be a Nazir. So whose position is that? Money. Elam, and now we turn to the top of Lamadal Madalaf and, and look at that. We just covered a daf in, in, in two minutes. Okay, good, good. So Elam, Rabbi Tarfan, me having Nazir, Kevin to Beshaita, the Kanazolo Yada, Iploni Havavi, La Michalalav Nazirus. So the Gemara says, don't give Rabbi Tarfan credit to that point, because we know already, meaning, truth of the matter is, we already heard in the Mishnah, but the Gemara is now reinforcing, reinforcing the Diuk in the Mishnah. Where the Mishnah says that if he runs away, no one's going to be a Nazir. Well, again, according to the Tanakama of the Mishnah, no one's going to be a Nazir. But meaning, but if he doesn't run away and he comes here, the one who's right is going to be a Nazir. That's not Rabbi Tarfan. How do I know it's not Rabbi Tarfan? So the Gemara quotes, Vatan, you will learn a Braisa. Because according to Shitas Rabbi Tarfan, when you make conditional Nazirs, you're not a Nazir, period. Period. It's that simple. Meaning, even if you're right, lo nitna nizirus hafla. Because when it comes to nizirus, it has to be done via hafla. What does hafla mean? Clarity. 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 Certainty. In other words, when you commit yourself to being a nazir, it's not that I'm going to be a nazir, but only if X, Y, and Z. And even if X, Y, and Z occurs, that is not a commitment made with certainty. That's only going to be contingent on something. And a Nazirus with contingency does not result in Nazirus. That is Shittas Rabbi Tarfon throughout Chas. And by the way, uh, just if you, if you, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the beginning of the third parak, uh, the Gemara is, over there uh, connects it to the idea of Asmachta. And the idea of that is that uh, when, you, when, when you're making a commitment, but it's not an absolutely certain commitment, so then that, there's no validity to that commitment. Otherwise known as the Sug of Gambling. Meaning you open up to the beginning of the third paragraph over there, the Gemara talks about gambling. Is it a Kenyan or is it not a Kenyan? Is it theft or is it not theft? Right? The Gemara over there discusses, uh, debates that very issue. The Gemara connects it to the Shita of Rabbi Tarfon. Meaning Rabbi Tarfon, and, and it's funny, by the way, it's a funny connection. Tos, Tos is over there and the Gemara Sanhedrin wonders about that connection. But the basic idea is, is that according to Rabbi Tarfon, if you are going to attach commitment to contingency, it's simply, it's, a, it's an asmachta, meaning it's a non-binding agreement, and therefore it doesn't work. It doesn't work regarding Nazirus, it doesn't work regarding gambling. Meaning what the Gemara's position over there is, is that according to Rabbi Tarfon, gambling, if you win money based on gambling, which is contingency, meaning if my team wins, I win money. So according to Rabbi Tarfon, you didn't win money, you stole money. <laughs> right? That's not, that's not, that doesn't create for a commitment, doesn't create for a Kenyan. Okay. Question. Uh, the, now, by the way, Rabbi Tarfan is not the only position, right? I'm not discussing the halacha regarding gambling. I'm just shaping the way to think about how Rabbi Tarfan views it. So, if Rabbi, if, if Rabbi Tarfan is not following Beit Shemai or Beit Tila, who is he following? You know the answer. No, Rabbi Tarfan. Meaning. So, but how could he? I mean, yeah. he, it, it's like I mean, like Beit Shemai and Beit Tila. They right. have this concept that if it's a tanai that is, it, it's, if it's not clear tanai, then it's not a. Right. It's not a, a and and, and, and I, right, I don't know how to answer your question. And and I'll just, but I'm just going to add to the, to the problem. Meaning, we don't even know Rabbi Tarfon via Rabbi Tarfon. We know Rabbi Tarfon because Rabbi Huda quotes Rabbi Tarfon. Uh-huh. Rabbi Huda is an extraordinarily late Tana, uh-huh. quoting Rabbi Tarfon, uh-huh. who seemingly is. It's hard to fit him into Beisham and Beisilo. So just. I'm only exacerbating your, uh, your, your problem. I'm not, I'm not helping. Yeah. But anyway, okay. El Rabbi Huda decree. So the Gemara says, okay, 
I, I know, I, I know who takes this position. Meaning what we're looking for is Nazir's via contingency. And the idea is, is that it works. Meaning, assuming, of course, that you're right. But it, but it works. It works. And, and, and who, and who subscribes to that? Rev Yehuda of the Cree. Again, here in, in Masechta Nazir, we heard this already. We get to hear it again in today's daf. So, while the Rav Yehuda decreed the Tanya Arena Nazir Amanashi Yeh Kriya Zemei Akor Vahalachumatzo Shenigna Voshavad Rabbi Shimon Oster Rabbi Yehuda Matir. Okay, you are you you just you just brought in all your produce. You piled it up. It looks like a lot. You're so happy, and and uh, and what you do is you say, look, I didn't measure it yet, but if in fact I have a hundred kor over here. So I'm going to be, I know I'm giving a little bit of narrative over here, but you understand. The, uh, I'm going to be so grateful to Kaddish Baruch Hu, I'm going to be a Nazir if there's a hundred core. Okay? But you know what, though? I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed tonight. Tomorrow morning, I'll, well, I'll wake up, I'll measure it. Good. And that's what he said. And then the next morning he comes, and what happens the next morning? It's gone. It's gone. Right? Nignav, Nevad, it's gone. It's not there. And, and so now, wait a second. He was, the, the Nazirs is attached to a contingency. And now it's undiscoverable. What do we say about that? So we, we already know what we say about that. Machlok is between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda. So, uh, Rabbi Shimon says that you're going to be a Nazir. Aye, it's undiscoverable. Yeah, I know. That's called Nazir's Pesafik. And according to Rabbi Shimon, you're going to be a Nazir. Even Pesafik. And Rabbi Huda Matir and Rabbi Huda says, no, you're not a Nazir. Because it's, it, it's a suffix. And Rabbi Shimon Savar, the Gemara goes on to explain, uh, And according to Rabbi Shimon, look, as long as there's a possibility that there was a hundred core over there, even though now it's gone, it's gone and it's undiscoverable, but because it's, there's a chance, so you're going to be a Nazir. That's Nazir Besafik. So, So over here, so now, uh, the person, uh, the person may have been so and so, meaning again, now going back to our Mishnah, and we're talking about this guy coming in our direction. I'm telling you, I know who it is, and I'm going to attach my Nazirus to it. So it's a Nazirus al Tanai, and now what happened was, is that he ran away. Okay. So now he ran away, and I'm still going to be a Nazir. That she, that she does Rabbi Shimon. Ah, but now the Diuk in the Mishnah, meaning, and, and what if he didn't run away, and what if he came in our direction? And it turns out that I'm right. So then, of course, and then I'm going to be a Nazir. Okay. Which, which, uh, which, which would, which would be the, seemingly the Shita Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, good. Adkan. So, so what do we have over here? Uh, right, uh, really an assortment of positions amongst the Tanayim. What if I make Nazir Sa'at Tanai? What if, uh, what, what, what if, what if we discover who's right, who's wrong? Uh, and what if we don't discover who's right and who's wrong? And what's going to be the fallout of making an Azir Sal tonight? Okay? That's our topic. And the last Mishnah of the, of the Perak and the last discussion here in the Perak. And it's going to be basically the same point repeated. So, and the Gemara is going to, going to try to express what, what, what then it becomes a Chiddush. So, Ra, Esha, Ra, Sakai. So, what do you do? You see the Kai. So, what is a Kai? It's a mystery animal. Okay, basically in terms of animals, so how do I compartmentalize animals? It belongs in one of two categories. I'm talking about the large animals, meaning the ones that walk on four. Okay, N- nothing small or all big. So either it's going to be a behemoth or it's going to be a chaya. Okay, those are, the world of animals is broken up into two categories. So behemoths, so you and I will call it domesticated animals. Okay, animals that will sit in a pen, tranquil, domicile, right, uh, calm animals. 
Although, truth of the matter is, is that a bull is also uh, considered a behemoth. But anyway, that's one category. And the other category is a chaya, wild animals, animals that live out in the wilderness. So those are your two different categories of animals. And uh, in terms of practical differences, there are a number of practical differences, la between a behemoth and a chaya. I'll highlight the two, the two main. When it comes to a behemoth, so there is a, uh, there is an iser chaylev when it comes to the behemoth, the forbidden fat. Which are the forbidden fats? So that requires knowledge of the third pack of Chulin. I'm not going to go through it right now. But anyway, the forbidden fats are also by a behema, not by a chaya. When it comes to a chaya, the chaylev is going to be mutter. Okay. That's one. And the other basic nafkamina between behema and chaya is kisra adam, the covering of the blood. When you shuck the animal, so then after the blood spills onto the floor, so you have to cover the blood that's only by a chaya, not by a behema. Fine. Other differences as well, which I'm not going to go over right now, but those are your two basic differences. What's the koi? It's a mystery. We don't know. Meaning the koi is some animal, some variety of animal that exists somewhere between a chaya and a behemoth, and it's unclear what it is. Meaning we know what the animal is, we don't know which category it belongs in. And it's a machlok, it's amongst the tanaim, whether the koi is a behemoth or a chaya, or maybe it's a beria bifne atzma, maybe it's its own independent. And so over here now, we have a whole bunch of people seeing this unique animal, and they get into this, you know, we'll call it a silly debate in terms of what it is, whether it's Chaya or Behema, but it turns more than just a silly debate. First of all, it's not a silly debate. In other words, we ju- there are nafkaminas in terms of we, which we just articulated. Uh, the, I guess my, my, my description of silly goes to the, and I'm going to attach my Naziris to the fact that I'm right. Okay? Like, like we had in the previous Mishnah. Okay. And, and it's the same construct as the previous Mishnah. There are six people, and each one of them now is going to stake their position. I'm going to be a Nazir that it, that it is a Chaya. I'm going to be a Nazir that it's not a Chaya. Third, number three, I'm going to be a Nazir if it's a Behemoth. Number four already, I'm going to be a Nazir if it's, if it's not a Behemoth. I'm going to be a Nazir if, in fact, it's a Chaya and it's a Behemoth. Number six, I'm going to be a Nazir if it's not a Chaya, not a Behemoth, but rather it's its own separate category. So again, so which one of them is right? Great question. Not, 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 our, not our point. Meaning the point is now, which of those are going to be Nazir? Armenian Nazir She'echem became Nazir. Armenian Nazir She'enechem became Nazir. Armenian Nazir She'kuchem Nazirim. So now... Uh, the Mishnayos over here then add three more people. Meaning in the previous Mishnah, we stopped at six. This Mishnah takes us three more people in. Right? Three more people are getting into the debate. And again, not, not so much the debate, but a commitment to Naziris if contingency. Number seven says, I'm going to be a Nazir assuming that uh, one of you is a Nazir. I'm gonna, number eight says, I'm going to be a Nazir if all of you Nazirim. And, um, sorry. Number eight says, I'm going to be Nazir if one of you is not a Nazir. And number nine says, I'm going to be Nazir if all of you are a Nazir. So what's the halacha? The halacha is kulam Nazirim. That all of you are going to, all of them are going to be a Nazir. Okay. Now this Mishnah over here is an anonymous Mishnah. It subscribes to whose viewpoint? So, right. So the easiest way to say it. What's the difference between and It's the same thing. Okay, well, uh, it, if you're not a chayyah, you're a behemoth. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. I, I understand. Again, the Mishnah is just uh, just giving examples of people making t- making the zeros out tonight. That's all. And and and, and, and you, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. 
Anyway, what comes out now is as follows. Now, the Mishnah over here, uh, the easiest way to say it is that the Mishnah is going like Beis Shammai. Okay, Tosos has a discussion over here of who to line up the Mishnah like, because we could also line it up like Rabbi Shimon as well, meaning that these are, it's undiscoverable, meaning who's going who's gonna to end up being right? Unlike the case of Ruvain, where he's going to come in, look, it's either positive identification, either he is or he isn't Ruvain. When it comes to the koi, <coughs> what positive identification are we going to have? Meaning we all know what the koi is. It's just a question now of which category it falls under. So the, the Tosos is more apt to say that our Mishnah, this Mishnah of his following Shittas Rabbi Shimon, meaning that it's an undiscoverable suffix and you're going to become Nazir even though it's undiscoverable. Okay. Anyway, so, so good. So that's the Mishnah. It's really straightforward. It really is just a repeat of what we learned in the previous Mishnah. The only thing that we added over here is that three additional people were added. Okay. Now, Tani Chada Tisha Nazirim, Vitan Yidach Tisha Nazirios. Now, in terms of how to say over the Mishnah, so one way to do it is the way we just did, that it involved nine people. Right? Like, in other words, the way we just, uh, we just illustrated. However, there's another bracer that says that no, the Mishnah over here is describing not nine people, but rather one person. And making Nazirus attaching it to nine different conditions. I'm going to be a Nazir if it's a Chaya. Same person says, I'm going to be a Nazir if it's not a Chaya. Same person says, I'm going to be, etc., etc. So the Gemara says, well, now, first of all, this guy is absolutely confused. <laughs> but that's, who cares? Meaning, fine. Okay, that, that, that part's fine. Right? We're all a little bit confused. So the, uh, so, 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 um, so the Gemara just now wants to know, even according to this version, that's one person. Now, wait a second. I can have one person making statements one through six, right? I'm going to be Nazir if it's high. I'm going to be Nazir if it's not. A, you can have one person saying it. Again, he's unbelievably confused. That part's true. But I understand how that can happen. But then seven, eight, and nine, right? I'm going to be a Nazir if one of you, I'm going to be a Nazir if one of you is not. I'm going to be Nazir of all of you. In other words, that can't be the same person making statements 7, 8, 9. The Gemara makes exactly that point. So the Gemara makes exactly that point. According to the version of our Mishnah, that's nine separate people, I understand how the case plays out. It works out good. But I don't understand. Right, one person now making all nine statements. One statements one through six, I can have one person saying it. But seven, eight, I can't have one that same person making statements seven, eight, and nine. I'm sorry, I I should have read the Gemara first and then said it. But exactly the point: one person can say the first six, but not the last three. Amr Shish is going to Amr Harini Nazir or So the Gemara says that. You can have one person doing it, and he's basically following up other people. In other words, you'll have six other people making the statement already, and that last person will be like, "I wanna, I wanna co-sign on his first, on that person's first statement, on that person's second statement." <laughs> In other words, so you can have a single individual co-signing to all, to, to all of the above. Okay, so with a little bit of creativity, a lot of creativity, so you could have one person. Making all nine statements. Okay, Hajan Lachvi Shamai, and the Gemara says good. Adkan. Uh, that ends the uh, the fifth pack. Fifth pack was unbelievably short, right? Uh, I don't know why I was just going over on Shabbos. Well, th- that, that's a good thing. I was going over the parak on Shabbos, and 
And, and meanwhile, it's got to be the shortest parak in Shas. I, I'm not standing by that, but it's an unbelievably short parak. It started on, on, on Lamed Aleph, and it ends right here on Lamed Dalad, and it's missing a daf. So it's a, it's a really, it's a short, it's a short parak. Here we now begin uh, the sixth parak of the Masechta, and uh, quick introduction. Okay, I know, by the way, we are six prakim into Nazir, and now we talk about the Isurim, meaning that up until now, for the first five prakim, we talked about becoming a Nazir. In other words, what is going to be the uh, the recipe in terms of making a commitment to become a Nazir? We we started off in the in, on, on page one of the Masechta. We talked about Hatfasa and Yad and, and Kinui, right? All your standard ways of becoming a Nazir. And for the first 34 pages of the Masechta, so we basically dealt with how does one become a Nazir? And the fifth parak highlighted, and what if it's a Suffolk? And what if it's Al-Tanai? Okay, so... So we basically now got to becoming a Nazir. And now over here in this Perek, now you are a Nazir. And now the discussion, uh, the, uh, the, the, the current discussion over here is going to be, basically, now that you are a Nazir, what are the Yisurim that are involved? So we all know the answer, but here we're going to be dis- discussing it in detail. Uh, the Perek opens up, we're on Lamed Al-Madal, Shoshamina, Masurim Ben-Nazir, Atama Vetilachas, Ve'yotzim Ben-Agefen. So there are three Yisurim when it comes to a Nazir. So number one, you can't be metamela mace. We'll discuss that in more detail. Number two, tiglachas. You cannot get a haircut. You can't. You can't cut your hair. And number three, yotzim and agefen. Any derivative of a grape. Now, derivative of a grape. So that's where we're going to be starting off with here in the sixth parak of the Masechta. We're going to zoom in on grape derivatives. So vechalay yotzim and agefen. from So number one, it's starfos. So there are a lot of big ideas that we're going to be discussing over here in the beginning of the sixth parak. So idea number one, it's starfos, and that is is that. There's a shear. In order to be subject to Malchus, you have to eat a shear. What is that shear going to be? Hold that thought. So, but there's a shear. So to get to that shear, you have to have a certain volume. So over here now, what makes what makes up a grape? There are a lot of parts that make up a grape. There is the, uh, there, there's, there's the seeds, there's the skin, and then there's the actual grape itself. Okay, the, the fleshy part of the grape. So, kola yotzim and from from so I could take the seeds and the skins and the grape and all parts of it. All of them are going to be mitzareth. Meaning that if I have now a sum total of all parts to get to a kezayis. Now I said kezayis, by the way, it's, up, it's subject to a debate. I wanted to hold off on saying that. Anyway, but the point is, is that they're all going to combine. He'd start first. That's point number one of the Mishnah. Ein chayv ashiochem and anavim kezayis. So, uh, and uh, in terms of how much... Do you have to eat in order to be subject to uh, to Malchus? So it's going to be a kezayis. Meaning, we debated the Gemara Yuma, the eighth parak. So whether or not if you eat less than that shear, is that an Isserman Torah? So hopefully you remember. It's a Machlokas Amaraim. Right? Rav Yochanan Reish Lakish. Whether Chatsi Shear is Isserman Torah or not. According to Rav Yochanan, Chatsi Shear is Isserman Torah. According to Reish Lakish, Chatsi Shear is not Isserman Torah. Okay, but regardless. We're, we're, we're right now just talking about onish and punishment. So over here, you have to eat how much? So the Mishra says a kezayis. Now that's talking about eating the grape. Now obviously you can juice the grape and now you have a liquid. Is the shear also going to be a kezayis? According to this position, yes. Yes. According to this position. Immediately as we turn to the Ahmed Beis, the Gemara now notes, there is another school of thought. It's called Mishnah Rishona. Okay, you 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 hear this terminology all the time. Mishnah Rishona, Mishnah Achrona. Mishnah Rishona literally means the, the original position. Mishnah Achrona is that then they, they move to a different position. 
Okay. So okay. So anyway, so Mishnah Rishon Amar Nachishda Revius Yain. According to Mishnah Rishon, it's Revius, meaning the measurement is not done via Kazais, but rather Revius. Now, obviously, what's the difference between Kazais and Revius? So Kazais is usually a measurement for solid. Revius is usually a measurement for liquid. Here's the tricky part. Grapes are both solid and they're liquid, meaning you can eat them as a grape or you could juice them and, 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 and drink it. So in other words, what is going to be the standard unit of measurement when measuring grapes vis-a-vis the Nazir? And what we're learning together is it's the Machlokas. So according to the Mishnah Achrona, the unit of measurement is going to be a solid unit of measurement. According to Mishnah Rishona, it's going to be a liquid unit of measurement. How do I measure, let's say, for example, if I'm drinking wine, how do I measure that vis-a-vis Kezayis? It's really not that hard. In other words, displacement. Okay. Well, well, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But anyway, fine, it's a machlokis. So the Rabbi Kiva, Okay, Rabbi Kiva introduces us to another really big idea, and that is heter mitzaref leser. Okay, now I'm looking at the time right now. I do, I'm not going to spend the time right now to discuss heter mitzaref leser. I'm going to table that discussion. The Gemara is going to discuss it later, not today. So just right now. Right. The only thing you need to put into your into your heads is this idea of Hetem and Starf Laser. And then we're going to put a tab over here. We're going to explain it better at a later point in time. Now, according to the Tanakama, so let's say you happen to love grape seeds. Okay. Now I'll call you weird, but it doesn't matter. In other words, you love grape seeds. And you and there you go now eating the grape seeds one after another. So, according to the Tanakama, if you eat a shear of grape seeds, okay, good. Now you're eligible for, for Malkus, meaning the grape seeds by itself would result in an Isser of violating your Naziris. And Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer, and I, by the way, I just use grape seed as an example. It would also be true for grape skins as well. In other words, each part of the grape is going to, by itself, will be subject to Malkus. And Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer, in Chayav, and according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, so the, uh, you are only going to be chayv when you have two chartzanim and one zag. Okay, so, and, and, and that position of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, we're going to amplify, we're going to explain better in the Gemara, not today. Again, that, that also is going to get tabled, but according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, so eating either the grape skins by themselves or the seeds by themselves will not yield malchus. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss that later in more detail. Elohein chartzanim ve'elohein zagin. Okay. Now, we know the Pasuk tells us that a Nazir is not allowed to eat the grape and not the chartsan and not the zag. Okay, so simple question. What's a chartsan? What's a zag? I'm so happy you asked. It's a machlokas tanayim. This is amazing. Machlokas tanayim, which part of the grape is a chartsan? Which part is a zag? Ha-chartsanim elo chitsonim, ezagim elo apanimim div Rabbi Yehuda. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, chartsanim, that's the skin. And, and and the zag, that's the seed. And Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, flip it. Flip it. The chartsan is the seed. The zag is the skin. And Shalotita and Rabbi Yossi says, now, I know you're going to make mistakes and I'll, te- I'll teach you how not to make a mistake. Now, by the way, when I, when, it's funny, when he says, and people make mistakes, meaning he thinks Rabbi Yehuda is making a mistake. But in other words, but Lafi his shita, how do you not make a mistake? So what you do is you think about a zug. Now what's a zug? A zug is a, be- is a bell. 
So, Zug Shobahima, Chitzon, Zug. Pnimi, Inbal. So, when you think of a bell, so how do you describe the, now you'll help me over here, the clappers, which part? Inbal. <laughs> okay, the, the clappers, the Inbal? Yeah. Okay, fine. So, anyway, so the, 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 the right, that, that part inside the bell. I think it's called the clapper. So, anyway, so that's called the Inbal. And, and, and the shell, the outer part of the bell, right, the part that we see, so that's called the Zug. So in other words, so you'll take that ident- identification and you just simply apply it to the grape. In other words, what's the zug of the grape? That's the skin. And what's the and, and if the zug is the skin, so by process of elimination, there's only other one other part of the grape that we need to identify. That's the chartsan. Chartsan is the seed. We just learned the machlokis tanayim, which is the zug and which is the chartsan. Okay. So the gemara says, Okay, so grapevines. You're eating grapevines in your nazir. Did you violate your nazir, says or no? So according to our Mishnah, the answer would be no. Why? Because our Mishnah says, Only that which is a derivative of the grape. But in other words, only the grape is aser, not the vine. According to Rebbe Lazar, even the leaves and even the vines are going to be aser for the nazir. Now grape leaves, okay. Uh, I like them, okay. Per- personal preference. I don't. I don't know how you feel. So, uh, but when I when when I go to some of my favorite Israeli places, I don't want to identify which one. Okay, that's that's free advertisement. But the uh, but anyway, but uh, grape leaves. I go. I order grape leaves. I, I really like them. So anyway, so uh, can the nazir eat them? So it's a machlokis tanaim. Rabbi Lazar says a nazir is not allowed to eat them, and presumably our mission disagrees. Because <clears throat> our Mishnah is of the position that only grapes and 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 the, and the byproduct of the grape is going to be usher for the nazir. Any other part of the vine, the leaves of the or or the or the shoots are going to be mutter for a nazir. I use the word mutter, by the way. I don't know if I'm right. Meaning, our Mishnah really focusing on when he's subject to malchus. Okay, could could be that we're just talking about the machlokas over here is just lagabe malchus. I just, I, I'm not sure if I was clear about that point, but anyway. But the, uh, but anyway, but according to our Mishnah, the, the Isser Malchus is only on the grapes. Rabbi Lazar says, no, it's even going to be on the grape leaves and on the shoots themselves. Now, presumably, he says Lulavim. Now, the Lulavim are the actual, uh, the actual vines. Okay, uh, right, in the notes over here in the Masifta, he brings down a Machlokus, whether we're talking about edible vines or even inedible vines. Right, the easiest way to say that say over our Gemara is that we're only talking about edible vines, right? Kind of like kind of like hearts of palm, right? Just to give you an idea, meaning hearts of palm. We're, we're, what are we doing? We're eating shoots, you know, nice soft shoots. So the uh, so presumably that's what Rebelos is describing over here. Okay, la So okay, now we're gonna do we're gonna make the same point again. It's just a question of which part of the mission we're gonna be medayik. So, Good. So, the end of the Mishnah says, when are you going to be chayv? Only when you eat. That's the grape. So, anavim in. So, gefen atzmalo, but not the actual vine themselves. So, masnitsin deloka rebel lazar, detanya rebel lazar omer, afilo alam vululavim emashma. And so, over here, alam vululavim emashma, only the, uh, I'm sorry, according to rebel lazar, even the leaves, even the shoots are going to be usher to the nazir. Okay, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's continue. Uh, the uh, if you have to go, that's fine. I totally understand. But like, well, let's finish. Let's finish up the daf. The So over here now, 
uh, the Gemara is going to go through classic. And over here, what we're going to do is that we're going to analyze exactly the source of the Machlokas between uh, Rebbe, uh, Rebbe Elazar and the Tanakama regarding which parts of the grape is ushered to a Nazir. Okay, so, what do we know? So we know that the Torah seems to be pretty clear in terms of which part of the uh, of the grape is going to be Asir. So uh, let's uh, let me just first before we see the Gemara inside. So let's just quote the pasuk. Okay, good. So uh, that is pasuk Gimel, right? <laughs> uh, obviously, we're in Parshas Nasa. We're discussing the Nazir. 21 Pesukim uh, regarding a Nazir. Good. So already that is Miyayin V'Shecher, Yazir. So wine. And and what's the difference between Yain and Shecher? So we already highlighted before. Yain is new wine. Other way around. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Yain is new wine. Shecher is old wine. Okay, but anyway, wine. Good. But then we look at the next Pesuk. Kol Yemen Yisrael, Kol Asher Yasem Migefen, Hayayin, Mechartzanim Ve'adzag Lo Yochal. All the days of his Nazirus, anything that comes from the Gefen, from the seeds, right? I'll say over like Rabbi Yossi, from the seeds to the skins, lo <coughs> yochal. Okay, so, we just went through the two Psukim and the Torah that outline what is prohibited to the Nazir, specifically the, the, the product of a grapevine. Okay, now, what are we going to do over here in our Gemara? We're going to, the, the job over here is really simple. Explain the machlokus between the Tanakam and Rabbi Huda. Sorry, I didn't mean Rabbi Huda. Edit, correct. Tanakam and Rebbe Lazar. In terms of which part of the vine? According to the Tanakama, it's only the grapes. And only byproducts of the grapes. According to Rebbe Lazar, even the grape leaves, even the grape vine. And what do we have over here? So classic. What we have over here now is a machlokus of how to darshan them sukkim. Okay? Uh, we do this a number of times throughout Shas. And over here, the end of today's daf. We get to do this again. Klalu Prat versus Ribu Emiut. You give me Midoshator to Joshua's by him. So there are 13 ways in terms, 13 tools in terms of how to how to extract halacha from the Torah. Okay, uh, you have to know how to work these tools, right? Kava uh, Chomer, uh, we could do on our own, but the other tools, so you need a Mesorah. Okay, uh, that's over. That's overstating it, it's oversimplifying it. Uh, certainly by Xerashava, you need a Mesorah. By the other it's not totally clear whether you need a Masora, you don't need a Masora. It's a machlokas between Rashi and Tostros and the Gemara and Sukkot and the third parak. Anyway, that's too much information. Okay. For our purposes right now, all we need to do is highlight the difference between Klaluprat versus Ribu Emiut. Okay, Klaluprat, we're so used to hearing it because that's Rabbi Shmal. Rabbi Shmal Darshan's using the methodology of Klaluprat. What we're not used to hearing is that there's another school of thought. It's called Ribu Emiut. And Ribu Emiot is basically, when I have a generality and I have a specific, how do I darshan that halacha of generality and specific? Now, normally, what do we hear? It's klal, uprat, uklal. Alternatively, ribui, umiut, uribui. Right? That's, generally speaking, that's the thread. That's the chain. Over here, it's going to get a little bit strange because we're inverting it. Over here, it's going to be prat, Klal uprat. Okay? So it's going to be a little bit different than what we're normally used to hearing, but it's going to come out to the, basically the same point. If your methodology is klal uprat or klal, so what do I do? I take the examples and I use them now as a, as a means, as a, as, as a prototype. Anything that matches the prototype, 
is going to be subject to the Yisr. When you say Klal or Pardu Klal. On the other hand, if your method of darshaning is Ribui Mio to Ribui, so what we're basically saying is, is that the examples are just examples, but the truth of the matter is, is that it includes almost everything. Almost everything. Obviously, what the examples are coming to do is they're coming to chip away a little bit in terms of what's going to be, uh, of what's not going to be included, but basically we're including everything. Okay? That is going to be your difference between Klaalaparto Klaal versus Ribu and Mito Ribui. And now we get to see all of inside. I'm going to do this relatively quickly. Good. So the difference between the Tanakama and Rebbe Lazar is school of thought. So now this is Pasagimel, right? Pasagimel says, yazir. So that is a miut. That is miut. Good. Now we're in Pasag Dalid. And by the way, notice that we're stringing together the, 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 the drashas, even though we're really running through two Pasukim. Okay. But the Gemara is comfortable with that. That clearly is an amplification. That's a riboy. So miut v'riboy riba akol my riba riba kol mile my miut miut shebishta. Okay, so when we're making a miut, so what we're doing is we're just chipping away, meaning basically all parts of the grape are going to be elsewhere, not just the fruit, but even the leaves, even the shoots. So what are we chipping away? So shebishta. Okay, it'd be so helpful for you and I if we knew what that was. That's basically the woody part of the vine. Right, the part that's perfectly inedible, uh, whatever. Right, the the parts of the vine that are basically right, the wood. The chachamim now going to be looking at the exact same pesukim, but their tool that they're going to use is not ribuyumir, but rather klaloprat. So So again, same thing, just they have a different tool. They use klaloprat. So yan prat prat. So what do we have over here? We have prat, uklal, uprat. Now, like I said, that's not normally how we have it presented to us. But obviously, we have to follow the Torah. The pattern of the Torah is example, generality, follow them by example. So it's prat, uklal, uprat. Okay. So prat, uklal, uprat, yata, dena, prat. So ma prat, mufurash, pri, upsolus, pri, afkol, pri, upsolus, pri. But we're going to basically treat it like klal, uprat, uklal, which means that the examples over there now serve as prototypes. In order for something to be usher, it's got to match the prototype. So in other words, it's got to be a fruit. Oh, so what are we coming to include now? Meaning fruit and anything like the fruit. What is anything like the fruit? The Gemara describes it as psolus pre. Now psolus pre, in a moment we're going to describe what that is. Stay tuned. So ima pramifurash pre gamor afkol pre gamor. So the Gemara says, well, if the example is Fruit, so anything which is definitively a fruit, and 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 uh, and what are we coming to include over here? What are we looking to include over here? <coughs> boser. Now, what's boser? Boser basically is the unripe grapes, and and presumably we're describing unripe grapes that are never going to develop. I'll try. To, I'll try to be clear about that in just a moment. Amart So the Gemara says, well, uh, that can't be because consider in other words, if we're talking about the actual grape itself, that's in the Pasuk. So uh, the um, we're talking about the wine that we're producing, that's in the Pasuk. So 
Elokeloshon Rishon. So therefore, so 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 therefore, if if we are, if we're all we're trying to do is generate the iser to the grape itself, that's in the pasuk. If we're looking to generate the iser for the wine produced from the grape, that's in the pasuk. Obviously, the pasuk is coming to include something else. Ah, in other words, undeveloped grapes, boser. Okay. So the Gemara says, okay. So then, what are we doing when the when the Torah goes and says, say chatzanim adzag? So lama lecha kol makom shatamotzi pradu klal yata rasha lamashcho uladona kein aprad ela nasek klal mosif al aprad achi for lecha kasev kederch shepar lecha benazir. So basically, what we're learning over here is the 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 principle of prat uklal uprat, meaning that the only reason why we are able to darshan using methodology of prototype. And, and, and finding things that are similar to the prototype is only because the Torah gave us the formula of prat, klal, followed them by prat afterwards. Meaning, if the Torah would have said prat u klal and not given us the prat afterwards, so then what would have, what would have done? It would have included all parts of the grape, including the leaves, including the vine. Only because we have prat u klal prat do we get to darshan using this methodology. Basically, this serves as a, I know it's going to sound funny and a little bit confusing, it's serving as a binyanav. This now becomes the model of when we darshan it using the methodology of prat uklalu prat. Okay, we're going to pause over here. In other words, uh, tomorrow we're going to come back. We're just going to clean up a couple of points over here uh, regarding the, uh, this idea of prat uklalu prat. Okay, let's quickly recap. Let's, let's review. Okay, uh, first part of today's daf. So... Believe it or not, we covered three dopim today, right? It's a, okay, I'm, I'm not really presenting it, you know, uh, <laughs> honestly, but we, but in other words, but we turned three pages today. In other words, we started Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, we started with the Mishnah over there, and we covered Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, Lamed Gimel, and uh, Lamed Dalet. Okay, good. And in which uh, we finished the fifth parak. this is a better way to say it. We finished the fifth parak and we started the sixth parak. At the end of the fifth parak. So we covered a series of Mishnahs to talk about making Nazirus al Tanai. And, and I do so, and uh, we discover who's right and who's wrong, and who's going to be a Nazir and who's not going to be a Nazir. So we got to review the basic machloks between Beishamai and Beishelel. So according to Shittas Beishamai, who's going to be a Nazir? The people who are right and the people who are wrong. Ah, you made your Nazirus al Tanai and you were wrong. Beishamai says, Congratulations. Hektesh Taos is considered Hektesh. That was the opening of the fifth parak, and that's also the end of the fifth parak as well. Beishamai did not budge from that position. Masha'in came according to Beisilo. No, Hektish Chalos is not considered Hektish. Therefore, according to Beisilo, who's going to be a Nazir? Only the one who was right, not the one who was wrong. Okay, good. So that was the, uh, that, that was, uh, the, uh, a large point of the Mishnah that we covered. And then what we covered at the end of the fifth parak is what if it's undiscoverable? Meaning that you were arguing about who that person was, and the person ran away. And now it's undiscoverable. Are you going to be a Nazir? Is there a Nazir B'Safek? And the answer is, Nazir B'Safek, uh, Machlok is between uh, Rabbi Huna and Rabbi Shimon. According to Rabbi Shimon, a Nazir B'Safek is going to be a Nazir. Then you have a, a carbon problem that, that, that results at the end, because even though you're a Nazir, but you don't know for sure if you're a Nazir. And now what do you do regarding the, car, the carbonus? You have to make it tonight. Okay. There is a way to solve for the carbon problem, but that's Shittas Rabbi Shimon. Meanwhile, the Tanakhama Rabbi Huda is of the position that no, if it's undiscoverable, you're not going to be a Nazir. Good. 
So that was also what we covered at the end of the fifth parak of the Masechta. And then it got a little bit complicated at the tail end of the parak as we basically highlighted the same point, but regarding the Kai. You see the Kai, and now everyone's staking their position. That's a behema. I'm going to be a Nazir if it's a behema. It's not a behema. I'm going to be a Nazir if it's not a behema. And we did the whole thing again, sequencing six people, each one of them staking their claim of what it is or what it isn't. Okay. And tying their Nazirs to that claim. And again, same, same, it's the same thing. It got a little bit complicated because we added a, we added three more people. So it was six plus three. It was nine people in total. And then it even got a little bit more complicated because then the Gemara, uh, said that according to one version, it's not, it's not nine people. It's really one person. And, and how do I have these nine claims all attached to one person? Okay. That, that wasn't easy. The Gemara said, there's a way to figure it out, but that wasn't easy. And that was all Lamed Bez, Lamed Gimel, and the, and, and, and Lamed al and then on Lamed al we turned and uh, we, we, we opened up to the sixth parak of the, of the Masechta, in which we're now up to the Isurim of Anazir. So what are the Isurim of Anazir? Three. Toma, Tiglachas, and, 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 uh, and Anavim. And, and our Mishnah focuses on the Anavim. And as far as the Anavim are concerned, so what's Asr to the Nazir? So the grapes and any derivative of the grape itself. The, the leaves, the shoots, according to our Mishnah, is not going to be subject to the Isser. Okay. And then there was a lot of other very big ideas that are encoded in the Mishnah. The idea of Hitzarfus, the idea of Hetzer Mitzarf Le'isser. Again, I, I barely, we didn't even scratch the surface. Meaning we, I did, we just cited the Mishnah. And then in, in the upcoming Adopim here in this parak, we're going to be talking about these really big concepts. And in the, in the end of today's Daf, really, we covered almost the entirety of the Amr Beis, Machlokus Tanaim between Rebbe Lazar and the Tanakama. Which part of the grape is usher to the Nazir? According to our Mishnah, which is reflective of the majority viewpoint, uh, that is only going to be the grape, the actual fruit itself, even if it's undeveloped. But as long as it's a grape, it's going to be usher. Meanwhile, according to Rebbe Lazar, the Isser extends not just to the grape, but to the leaf and to the shoot. Presumably edible shoots. But as I pointed out, not, ever, not everyone agrees to that, but the, uh, that, that's pshuto. In other words, the edible parts of the vine, the leaves and the shoots. Good. What is this machlokis predicated on? Methodology. How to darshan the Torah. Whether you do klalaprat or whether you do ribu imiut, according to the Tanakama, it's klalaprat, according to the Rabbi Lazar, it's ribu, it's ribu imiut. Adkan. Go ahead.